everyone. Welcome to Project Mindy, a podcast about the work of Mindy Kaling. I'm your host, Sneha, and today we'll be talking with Indra from Family Karma Cast. So this is probably my favorite episode of this season. It's a really good episode. I can't wait to get into it. Um, so the last episode was about focused on Paxton from his point of view. And so Paxton and Davy are like made up now. Um, but she and Ben are kind of still fighting. And there have been arguments against the show, which I think we've talked about that it's not realistic that uh, someone in his Southern California high school like doesn't have in- any other South Asian classmates. And so the show was like, yeah, we heard you and <laughs> brought <laughs> Anissa in and uh, it was awesome. It's so great. Yeah. I mean, it was, I just, I feel like they did a really good job in capturing like the complexity of like, when you are one of the only people who represent a whole race (laughs) Um, and like someone else comes into that space who you weren't expecting, it's like simultaneously exciting and a little bit threatening, which is like very confusing when you're in it. Or at least I've had experiences like that. I don't know. Have you? I have also. So in the beginning of the episode, um, the voiceover, which is back to John McEnroe, is like, well, they always thought that she was unpopular because of racism. But mm-hmm. when Anissa was introduced and people liked her, she was like, well, maybe she's just objectively lame, which <laughs> I thought was so funny. Um, and so in my class, like in my grade, um there was this other Indian girl who was really nerdy and like not very social so obviously like she was below me Um, (laughs) but then like I think sophomore year another girl like moved and she was really social but but also like really smart and I hated her and I still remember (laughs) this is so mean like I swear it wasn't like a bully in high school oh no I she came up to me and she was like, Sneha, I hear you're like talking bad about me. Like, why do you hate me? And and I denied it. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I like ran away to class. Oh my God. And I like feel for little you like in so many ways, like, because like, yeah, that's like a really real feeling is like, it's kind of like when women hate each other, hate other women. Oh, yeah. So what did so the first scene, Anissa comes in and she's like, you know, I think she's dressed like average teenager. I don't I think that's was she supposed to be wearing like cool clothes or something. I don't know. The fashion on the show is like, I guess this is like, I don't know if it's like real. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm like, that is definitely not what I was wearing in high school. But like, I don't know. I sort of like, I block it out because it's like too much for me to process everything going on. So I didn't even really notice what she was wearing, honestly. She was wearing like, I don't like some top and like kind of like a puffy vest over it. I just noticed because it was obviously not like super tight dress or something yeah so it wasn't 
I didn't think she was trying to come like I think she was just supposed to be like everyday girl next door type and she gives me kind of like a tomboy energy yes yes I see that and we find out that she's like a really good soccer player so that fits okay yeah, yeah yeah she does have that energy so she kind of introduces herself and is like very self-assured and I get baby because I know if I had to do that, I would be really awkward. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like have to share, show someone around or introduce yourself. Oh, introduce myself. Like you're at a new school. Oh my gosh. You know, I, know. I would be I was so nervous and, and she was very, you know, in a good mood and smiling and like, immediately everyone was like oh she's so cool she's like baby 2.0 oh my god I know and that's like that was so like I don't know just like all the shade that baby gets thrown it's like oh this poor girl um but yeah I mean it's like totally Anissa just seems so cool right off the bat and like immediately if I was in baby's shoes I would feel so threatened so you kind of mentioned what the teacher, what is the teacher's name? Oh my God. I don't even, I don't know. Okay. And I apologize because in other podcasts, when people are like, oh, what's their name? I get so annoyed. And I'm yeah. like, how could you not know that? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, well, I can try and look it up while we're, while we're talking. Well, but... okay. Do you want to say what he said when he finds out that Anissa is Muslim, which I loved. I love that they differentiated her in yeah. some way. I know. I thought that again, like this is the show I, I will keep saying that is like all about inclusiveness and like showing all sides and in the South Asian community, that means also including people who are Muslim. Yeah. Uh, and which not is Hindu. important. Yeah. And so, um, so the teacher, like in all of his like wokeness, like white wokeness is like immediately hears her name and starts being like, Oh, is that Arabic? Like, what are you Muslim? And she's like, yeah, I am. And before she can even like say another word, he's like, Oh, salam alaikum. Like, uh, you're so welcome here. You can totally like pray whenever you want in my classroom. I mean, it's like, this stuff is like, you're immediately assuming that this woman who says like, yes, I'm culturally Muslim. Like, oh, you must pray all the time and you yeah. must like, speak the language and all these things where it's like, it's it's very possible that she does none of those things, you know? Um, so he's like trying to be really accepting, but in that, in a, in a weird twisted way, he's like actually being offensive at the same yeah. time. And then he ends up accidentally calling her baby. Oh, that was so cringe. <laughs> Um, and even though he's like, I cancel myself, like immediately realizes. Yes. But like I resign. He what? But you can't take it back. Like, you know, she's not going to forget it. No. And it's like, this is an unfortunate reality too. When you're like one of the only people that represents an ethnicity in wherever you are, it's like people confuse you, you know, and it sucks, like, because it feels like your whole identity is, like, that one aspect of you to everyone else. And 
so we didn't really see Fabiola this episode. And later it's explained that she's at a robotics competition. But Davy is like, like maybe at lunch, not maybe not lunch, but maybe like they seem to have a lot of breaks during the day where they just <laughs> hang out. Yes, yeah. Like and, passing period or something. Yeah. And then, okay, so we saw that Eleanor's mom, like, left her, I guess, when she was younger to be an actress. And then, but she came back last season. But now we hear that she's gone again because she was cast on The Good Fight, which I think <laughs> is a spinoff of The Good Wife. Yes, I've actually seen it. Have you seen Eleanor's mom? <laughs> 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 I will look for it the next time I watch. Yeah. She's probably in the background somewhere. Probably, yeah. And um Davy's like, oh yeah, well, I get a self-hating vibe from her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and Eleanor's like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, you don't have any Indian friends. And <laughs> Davy's like, Well, I'm friends with my cousin. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. And it's like so true. <laughs> and we find out that Eleanor does have Chinese friends because she sings in uh, an acapella group, the Shanghai Notes. <laughs> and I love the name of acapella groups ever since the office made it like a thing. Yeah, I know. It's like, because um, they're always cheesy and like over the top and stupid and like a play on like the musical word or phrase and yeah I I like that too um and this is when the principal comes up and she's like hey Davy, like you have the same schedule as Anissa like you're gonna be like the person in charge to show her around mm-hmm. but when Davy's like um you're just gonna put us together because we're the same race and the principal's like don't even try to pull the race card <laughs> She's like, I will, like, and she pulls out all these, like, Uno things, like, I'll draw four and, like, and- skip, and <laughs> that was so funny. I I liked that. I thought that was, like, a clever little thing to put in there. And whenever the principal's on screen, she's, like, you know, she doesn't, she does kind of make herself known. I like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, she's like, no, you two have the same exact schedule. That's why I put you <laughs> together. <laughs> And then it's the a lot of things happen in one day. Yeah. But Anissa's like, hey, like, what are you into? Like, what's your deal? Which, honestly, I hate when people ask me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Even as an adult. I'm like, what do you want me to say? I watch TV. I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, well, it's like, I I remember there was a point in my life where I was like, it's annoying when people, the first thing they ask you is like, what do you, what do you do for work? Yes. So it's like, you know, when you first meet someone, it's like, what is the right thing to ask? Like, is it like, what are your hobbies? Or is it like, how are you doing? (laughs) Like, you know, I don't really know. It's like, what is, what is the thing? But like, what is a good question? Yeah. But like Davy is like so clearly just like triggered by the whole situation that yeah. like literally anything she said to her, she would just be like, please stop. 
And clearly the party rumor is still going around because even when Davy is trying to be like, yeah, like, you know, I'm so cool. Like through this cool party. And Anissa's like, yeah, I heard, you know, a crazy girl got the swim team captain run over. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, please. So, and she doesn't reveal herself, but she's like visibly annoyed. Yeah. Um, so we have not seen any other teacher besides the the woke white guy before, right? I looked it up. His name is Mr. Shapiro. Oh, yes. Okay. Have we seen any other teacher besides Mr. Shapiro? Well, except for the one who you're about yeah. to mention, no. Okay, so then now there's this cool Indian teacher. There is not, I don't believe, I mean, okay, now. <laughs> but would there be a young Indian high school teacher when you were growing up? Uh, okay, okay. I have to say that my third grade teacher was Indian, Miss Jin. Oh, okay. And she it was really nice like I remember on Diwali she like gave me a special like card and gift and like there were like things I don't remember everything because I was in third grade but it was definitely like <laughs> it was like special that like she was also Indian um although she was very like Americanized like me which was also kind of nice so I did have an Indian teacher but okay. I never had one again. <laughs> yeah. So. so I know a couple people now who are South Asian, who are teachers. I think one of them is middle school. One of them is high school. Yeah. The other one's high school. But um, I think that's, is it, is it kind of an unusual career path to go into even now? Or I don't know. I, from my anecdotal evidence, like, I don't know any other South Asian people, like, in my life who have gone into, like, classroom teaching. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably the closest person to, like, a career like that in my family <laughs> and, yeah, like, South definitely. Asian circles. Because I, like, I've, like, worked for music education nonprofits primarily. Um, for my whole career. So it's education adjacent. Um, but it is funny. It's like, I don't think it's just the South Asian community. I mean, I know like education in this country, like we all talk about how important it is. And then when it actually comes to like the job, like we don't take it seriously. We don't oh, pay yeah. people enough, like all of these things. So like, of course, like an immigrant, population like South Asian people coming to this country are going to be like don't waste your time with that it's like yeah. a lot of work no money <laughs> like don't do it <laughs> but we haven't seen this teacher before but of course we see it in this episode and Davy and it's a famous actor that's playing him and I, I didn't even look up his name um I've definitely seen name. him before yeah definitely and but of course Anissa is also ruining this connection because this teacher is the coach of the soccer team and he's like oh you have to join you're so good I saw you in another like I guess I saw you compete at your last school mm -hmm. 
And then yeah, he um, and he has like an earring. Yeah, I guess that means he's cool. Like that's code, I guess. It definitely means he's cool. Sorry, I just got quiet because I was looking him up. His name is Utkarsh Ambudkar. He. What was he been in? He was born in 1983 in Baltimore. So, okay. He's been in Brittany Runs a Marathon. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I have seen that. It's actually What is that? It's a cute movie. I want to say, I think I just kind of randomly found it on Netflix. And it's supposed okay. to be like the story of a, I mean, she's not fat and she's not anything but I think the idea is that it's someone who runs a marathon who doesn't traditionally look like someone who would run a marathon and oh. I think he plays he's her love interest I think oh okay so that's yeah which kind is of good. a big role yeah okay and then he's also in a movie called blind spotting and a movie called free guy okay I haven't heard of either of those I think free guy just came out it has Ryan Reynolds in it oh wow okay that's like big time yeah so good for this guy um I'm gonna see if I can get him on our podcast yeah (laughs) he seems like he's Um, up and coming yeah but I think he's perfect for the role yeah he's he's, great he's got the right energy like the kind of cool young teacher kind of nerdy that whole vibe um and I think you mentioned that we haven't really seen Kamala that much this season but we see her now and she is like facetiming with Prashant who is her boyfriend is that where we left it yeah and it's like unclear where he is like is he in India or is he just somewhere else in the U.S. I thought he was from India and that's why it was such a big deal last season that he was coming to visit yeah I I just can't remember but yeah and I mean in this episode we learned that he's moving to LA which is like supposed to be this happy thing but we start to sort of see like maybe it's not but we haven't, the thing is, we haven't seen him that much. So I guess the audience doesn't really know what to think. I don't know. I feel like even from this episode, even the first time I watched it, I was like, something's going to go wrong in this relationship. Oh, you knew? Yeah, I don't know why. Like, and I didn't have any spoilers or anything. And I'm sorry for anyone who yes. I just spoiled it for. But um there's some something about their interactions just like the fact that he brings up he's moving to LA and she like doesn't really react to it she doesn't seem excited at all I'm like okay they're like I I think part of me is also thinking like it would be boring if she just like coupled up with this guy and that was it you know like the show is gonna like have her have another love interest who it ends up being actually kind of surprises me but I I won't say any more about that um so then when was the last time we saw Dr. Jackson played by Common was I think in just episode one Mm -hmm. um but Melanie is bringing him up again and she's like oh he's sending me you know, I'm on his mailing list and he's talking about his facialist and, you know, that's not, it shouldn't belong in a medical office, but 
okay, was she saying she doesn't like facials in general? Because, like, my mom is very into facials and, like, the places I get my eyebrows done and stuff, they're uh-huh. always trying to push facials. Oh, my gosh. That's really interesting. Um, I think she was – what my take when I heard her say it was that it doesn't belong in a doctor's office. Okay, yeah. Not necessarily that, like, facials are bad. Yeah. Um. But that's interesting. My mom has, like, as far as I know, has, like, never had a facial. (laughs) Um, Okay, this is going to, like, if non-South Asians are listening, it's going to, like, sound bad. But my mom has told me, she was like, you should get a facial. Like, it'll really make your skin lighter. And I swear, she's not trying to be mean, so I don't want to, like, make it sound like that. No, yeah. But they, um, the code word is that on facials, they'll say skin brightening which is code for, like, lighter. Um, I personally don't like doing those because it's, like, eyebrow places, like, eyebrow threading are not, like, the cleanest to me Uh always. And so I'm not into it. Like, the creams they use feel, like, scented and, like, the rose water. So I don't really do them. I have never had a facial. I'm, like... I'm like that. I so um Anissa's tomboy vibes really resonate with me. <laughs> Cuz like I I'm like that girl who like never wears makeup and like I'm just I'm like when it comes to like facials and like beauty r- routines and stuff like that, I always feel like something is going to like permanently mess up my skin or like something on my body in a way that I don't want it to. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like totally unreasonable. Like how many people get facials every day and it's like totally fine. But I'm just like such a, I just like freak out about every little thing. So I am just like, I'm just not going to do that. Like, you know, you have great skin and I know that (laughs) because, okay. Tell everyone about the Bravo holic thing. Oh my gosh. That's how I know you have great skin. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, so I host for, if you don't, uh, if you haven't heard our other recaps, um, and me talk about it before I co-host a podcast called family karma cast, where we recap episodes of the Bravo TV show, family karma cast. Um, but we also like talk about all sorts of other Bravo TV stuff. And on our Instagram page, we like to like put up memes and stuff about like the Bravo universe and pop culture and stuff. And so um, Bravo, like their Instagram account, like DM'd us one day. That's <laughs> was so like, wild. We're having a Bravo Holic week and we want to feature your page and we're going to put up like a bunch of your memes on our grid. And then we also want you to like send us these videos answering these questions like about Bravo TV shows. And so, oh my God, like I think I put, I put on like a little bit of like tinted lip balm <laughs> and that was like the, ex- and I straightened my hair and I was like, this is the extent of what I'm doing to like be seen on Bravo's page, which is like intimidating because they have 2 million followers. wait so did you get a bunch of new followers after that you know I thought we would get more we probably got like 
maybe like a hundred new followers, which is a lot actually. But you um, have a lot. So proportionately, maybe not. Yeah. Much. I mean, I wasn't sure what would like, what, how it would work out and like, maybe we're still getting some from it residually. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, wow, my face is going to like be on their page. Like, that's wild. <laughs> um, but it was really awesome that they kind of acknowledged us, um, like just playing into like, you know, what we're covering on this podcast, like in the South Asian experience, like Family Karma is the first all Indian American reality TV show um, with an entirely Indian American cast. And um They've like the show has been a little bit shafted by the network um, when it comes to promotion and stuff like that, which, you know, is kind of disappointing when like, oh, yeah, you have this great show representing our community, but you're like doing nothing to promote it. So it was like exciting that they have been paying attention to our content because we're so focused on that show and we're all about it. And they like wanted to feature it. It was like, okay, good. They're like stepping up for the South Asian community a little bit here. Yeah, I thought it was, um, I mean, they have a long way to go, but at least they (laughs) recognize that fans, you know, I'm sure a lot of fans like um, are asking for more family karma and more shows like that. So yeah, I don't know. Baby steps. Baby Um, steps. So when Melanie hears that there's a new, um, Indian girl at school she gets really excited and she wants Davy to invite her over and is asking her all these questions <laughs> and Davy tries the well like I'm friends with my cousin thing and her mom's <laughs> like no you're not yeah like that's not real <laughs> um, and we know it's not because Davy's like resentful of her cousin which I would yeah. be too mm-hmm. yeah um, it that was such a funny scene. Like, oh my gosh. I I love the mom. Like, as I'm rewatching it, I'm finding myself like really looking forward to the scenes that she's in. Cause I think that that actress, Porna, I forget what her last yeah, name is. Jug- Juggernauthan, I think. Yes. Yeah. Like she is so good in that role. And she like, she just like, she just nails it. And I feel like it's so funny and it's so like, I feel like any brown woman watching the show or brown person is like going to recognize who she is. Yeah, for sure. Um, But there is a sleepover and um, Davy's excited and she's talking to Eleanor about it. Um, But Anissa, I guess, is invited. So Anissa brings over this Ferrero Rocher like tower (laughs) and John McEnroe says in the voiceover, he's like, oh, that's like the Rolex of candy for Indians. I didn't know this. Did you know this? I did not know this. Like, I get so like my mom always brings when she goes to India, she like brings um, boxes of like Russell Stover candies yeah. to our relatives. Um but, like, that's when she goes back to India. Like, I don't see her doing that when we, like, go to other South Asian people's houses. Like, yeah, did you? They can did buy your their, parents do that? No, they can buy their own Ferrero Rochers. This is embarrassing, but I didn't even know it was, like, a 
thing. Like, I feel like I just always overlooked it, but my husband really likes them. And a few weeks ago, we were actually at brunch with some of his friends who are Bengali and he's Bengali too. And Uh I mentioned this and I was like, Hey, I I think I just watched it or something. And I was like, Hey guys, like, do you know this Ferrero Rocher thing? And they're, they were all into it. They're like, Oh yeah. My parents think it's the greatest so interesting I don't know we have just been out of the loop I guess well I do love Ferrero Rocher's like that so I have a weird relationship with Ferrero Rocher I have to hear this I mean it's not weird it's just I love them I don't know when I first had my first one but it was definitely like in middle school or high school because I remember like when I would go to the grocery store with my mom like she would let me usually like get a treat for myself, you know, whatever it was. And like, I would always choose like the little three pack that yeah. was like near the register. And I would like savor them. I'd have like one a day until they were gone, which lasted like three days. But <laughs> um, so that was like a thing when I was younger. And then like, I didn't have them for years because I was like in college. And then after college, I like didn't have any money and whatever. Um. But I remember like when I, when me and Patrick lived in Boston, um, so like 2012, so, oh my gosh, that's like almost 10 years ago now. Yeah, don't think about it. (laughs) I would like, you know, I felt like I was making a little bit more money at that point. Um, And I would go and buy them at the drugstore and keep them in my desk at work. And I would eat two of them after I ate my lunch, like every single day for like four years. (laughs) I love that. Like when you are making a little bit more money, that's what you choose to treat yourself on. I know. I'm like, I can afford to have two Ferrero Rocher every day. That are sold at every CVS. Like that's I thing. know. I mean, it is, it's true. I mean, it does feel like a special treat. So like. It's very pretty. It is. Like, and the t- the way they package them, like in those pyramids and stuff. Yeah, that was really cool. It was so, it got to the point where like, I thought it was like, just like a special thing I did for myself every day. And then like my office mate for like a Christmas present or something. <laughs> like gave me a huge thing of them like the tower like, thing yeah I don't think it was a full tower but it was like a big box of them she's like I noticed that you really love me oh my god <laughs> so I so I related to that but I was also like I've never seen my parents bring a box of chocolates over to like another Indian household in my life Maybe it's like like area specific or something. Um, yeah, like East Coast because she grew up in Cambridge, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd love to talk to some of the other like writers on the show because you know, presumably the other South Asian people writing and producing and stuff are like they're all talking about these things. But I have DM them and no response. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course, um, but. Uh, Anissa also knows the perfect questions to ask because mm-hmm. she asks um, Davy's grandmother, which I, I don't know in Tamilian what they call her. I forgot. I couldn't remember either. And I don't think they 
like, did they say it outright in this episode? I don't think they say it in this episode, but I remember in the episode where she first came over, she said it. Yeah, and Anissa, Anissa calls her auntie. Which oh, okay. I was, like, kind of confused by that. Then I was like, you know what? I've never, like, when I went to my Indian friends' houses growing up, there was never like a grandparent there. And so I don't know if I would call them like Nani or Dadi or, you know, like what they call, like what my friend called them or if I would call them auntie too. I think I would call them auntie and I think it's, it might be culturally specific because I know a lot of my friends who are from like New York, New Jersey, like Long Island area. Uh-huh. A lot of them have their grandparents living with them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that might be it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I guess it'd be kind of weird to call them like Nani. <laughs> I don't know. I know I had some people. Anyways, um, she asks her how her health is, and of course. Um, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm in such pain every day. I'm yeah. so cold. Like, feel my hands. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I, I actually really love the grandmother too, and she's great. Yeah, and she comes in more later in the season, which is really nice as well. And um, I was always embarrassed when my friends would come over and my dad would offer them like Indian snacks. And they <laughs> was so her mom was making Pani Puri. Oh, my God. Which How, can I, you believe she was making that? Oh, wait, my mom makes it, but not real. Like she buys the little shells and then. Yeah. OK, so she buys stuff. the shells and then makes the water. Yeah. Wait. Did you think she was making it? Like I thought she was making the shells and everything. I'm like, how oh. do you even do that? <laughs> I don't think. I mean, she's like a busy doctor. I don't really yeah. see her doing that. Totally. But I that's one of my favorite foods though. Yes. I love Pani Puri so much. Um, but would you want your parent making them when you were like 15? Um no, because it's so spicy. <laughs> yeah, I would be embarrassed. I would be like, oh my God, don't try that. Like, you won't be able to handle it. Because um, actually, I do feel like my parents would have like some Indian stuff around. And to my friends, my white friends credit, like they always tried it and usually loved it, um, which is great. Um, so... But I think I was worried about like stuff that I knew was going to be too spicy for them. Yeah. But I was like, I would just warn them and be like, don't eat that. I think we probably invited friends over we knew would be like polite about that stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was like self-selecting. Totally. Um, but Anissa is like totally into it and is not embarrassed to say that she loves it. Um, yeah. And... They go upstairs, it's Davy, Eleanor, and Anissa. And so, okay, so I know you said you didn't really like makeup. So I still don't know how to put on makeup. Like, I need friends' help. But of course, since Anissa's so perfect, like, she could help Eleanor with makeup. Oh, my God, I know. And I was like, there is, like, a little bit of social capital to that, I think, when you're that age, right? Like, oh, I know how to, like, do this and that and, like... 
yeah, she definitely like has that like cool aspect of her in in that scene. But it's a fine line between being like cool girl and then like quote unquote cool girl. And I mm. love that they made her like actually a nice person. Yeah, I know. I it's I do too. I like that aspect of her. Like she's just like if you just like eliminate all of Davy's commentary and just like listen to her and and what she does it's like oh she's like really nice yeah <laughs> and um Anissa is impressed because Davy's like yeah I had two boyfriends like whatever I do whatever I want and okay we haven't talked about this whole Malcolm storyline oh my god but Malcolm is supposed to be, I don't know. I don't know what, like, Disney Channel stars he, I mean, I get the idea that he was, like, a former Disney Channel star. But, like, I don't know what, who he's supposed to be. I think, so, the gist, I think, is that, like, he had a show on the Disney Channel that was, like, Malcolm drives a limo or something. Yeah, there's something <laughs> about a limo. <laughs> there's something about a limo. And the show is over, and so he's back in school um, and, like, trying to figure out his next move. But obviously, he feels like he's above everyone else because he's, like, been on TV and was, like, a child star and everything. Um, And I kind of love – I kind of love that storyline a little bit. Like, it's just, like, this kind of funny – detour from like Davy's storyline and the other people like I don't know I I like it I I don't even really have a reason why but um he's such a caricature of like who someone like that would be that I just it's kind of it's just like funny you know yeah um and Davy's like oh let's be cool and sneak out to see him and did they show how they sneak out no and like that is a very real like you need to know the logistics yeah (laughs) you know I was like but how did they get out can you show me please yeah um so we're looking did you ever sneak out no never I mean never I mean I I guess I was on my bedroom was on the second floor like typical suburban house yeah but like I mean I would definitely like fall and I just (laughs) The, the I would never even try like that's no yeah I mean when they sneak out they kind of go to like a park or something and then it mm-hmm. turns out Ben's there who's like still holding a grudge about this dating thing but yeah. I mean I guess it makes sense but I'm also kind of like get over it <laughs> yeah um, I agree I agree and Davy suggest. Oh, I think it's Malcolm who is like, you know, I really want to get away from being a child star. And so Davy's like, oh, fine, like, um, just get a tattoo. <laughs> and then when they're at the tattoo parlor, it turns out that Davy's like, well, I'll get a nose ring. And then Ben says, well, if you do that, I'll get a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And what did you think about the nose ring? Because I remember friends in high school getting a nose ring and mm-hmm. me saying, like, I wonder if that would be a big deal because, like, my grandparents have nose rings. And a lot of my friends' moms did. I don't I don't know if your mom did. No, it, I, I went through the same thing. Like, 
My mom did not, but um, one of her really good friends when I was growing up, when we lived in Ithaca, um, she had one and I always thought it was like really beautiful and I loved it. And I, I think I was like, oh, I want one one day and I have one now, but I, I waited until I was 18 to get my nose pierced. But I think I did it on my 18th birthday and I was still kind of like, oh my God, are my parents going to freak out about this? And I was also like, but it's cultural. Yeah. <laughs> so like, of course they'll love it. And then when I did show it to them, they, they loved it. And my dad was like, oh, you should get a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because like, you have what? to get like a big, you know, hoop or something. Yeah. And he was like, get a big, like, thing like flower and put it in your nose I was like no I don't that. although now I might be kind of into that like I've had this like little small understated one that you can barely see for like so many years I've thought about getting a hoop or like a bigger stud and I just I've never done it I think I might be more interested if it was taboo but I I mean I don't know how my parents would react but I think they'd be okay with it yeah and- I mean, back then they might even be like, oh, I'm so glad you're like in touch with your heritage because I was not into it at all. Maybe they would like it. Yeah, I mean, it is like a cultural marker. I mean, I, the fact that my dad was like so about it was really surprising. To That's me. so funny. Like, because I thought he was going to because like, I think maybe that might be I'll speak for myself. I think it was maybe me like getting confused between my like South Asian and like American identities um, because I was seeing so many of my like white friends wanting to get like belly button piercings. Right. That or, was like, big when we were. Yeah. And it was like other piercings were like a no-no, you know, it was like kind of badass if you did those things. So I think I just lumped like getting a nose ring into all of that without like being like, oh, but this is actually like a way of like a way to show that I'm Indian, you know, that like, or, you know, it's like, it's a symbol of beauty in our culture that I like, didn't, I just like, didn't even consider that side of it. And then once I had it and my dad was like, oh, I love it. I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. And like that happens to um to Davy in the episode too. Yeah, Anissa like defends her by Okay, I thought Melanie was upset that she snuck out and went to some like CD tattoo parlor, not yeah. about the nose ring itself. And it, yeah, I think that was it. I think she was more mad that she snuck out and like oddly as a doctor even more mad that she like could have gotten a staph infection. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was kind of sweet when she's like, oh, it looks nice on you. You know, that was like a tender moment that you don't get a lot from Melanie's character. And it turns out that even though Ben pretended he got a tattoo, it was like a stick on kind, which has that happened in another TV show? It makes it reminds me of that it's happened before. Like someone pretending like they got a real one. I'm sure it has. It seems pretty typical. Yeah. (laughs) No, but it was kind of a, like, F you move from him, too. Like, it's definitely, like, wearing, I don't know. I agree with you that it's, like, a little bit, like, 
come on, just like get over it. Yeah, because he's still mad. Yeah. Um, but there also is a Kamala storyline where they're like supposed to be, they're on a date night because I guess he's has he moved here at this point? Is he just visiting? I think he's just visiting at this point. And like, he knows he's going to be moving there and like okay about it. He's yeah. Like, looking for a place or something yeah and then when she gets called back to the lab he's like well why don't you just pretend to be interested in their interests which happens to be k-pop because she like looked at their instagram (laughs) which i thought was really good advice yeah like find find an inroad with these like nerdy people yeah (laughs) I loved when she was like, they're so nerdy that we have a drawer of inhalers. (laughs) Or like, she's like, we have a cabinet like just for inhalers. I was like, that's a really funny line. I love that. And it's not a bad suggestion. Like, no, no. Um, What was, oh, okay. I did want to mention one thing. So she's at the lab late. And then Prashanth comes by and he's like, hey, I brought you some food. And he said he'd bring, he, they were at a tapas place. But then he's like, I brought you Funyuns, yeah. which aren't a great, like, date food. So, because, like, oniony. So then yeah. they start kissing. I was like, was it implied that they were having sex then? And that's why, like, not eating it? Um, I think it was just the kissing thing because it gives you onion breath. Yeah. I but maybe it insinuated more. I don't know. I mean the show is like kind of PG about that stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It gets a little racy. It does get racy. I don't because I think he said, Oh, I came by because I figured your lab mates would be gone by now. And then I was just like, so they have to be gone? Like How'd you even get in the building? Yeah, like, what's going on here? <laughs> I know. It was sort of like a... I think that was another thing we, that the scene was so awkward. I was like, this is another hint that, like, there's trouble in paradise. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. get that, but I, I see it now that you bring it up. Yeah. Um. So the episode ends where Davey's like, okay, Anissa's pretty cool, like... She came to my house and, you know, she kind of got me out of trouble with my mom. But then they're at school and she sees her flirting with Ben and it's like game over. Yeah. And it's, and that's, and that I think is like, I loved that. It was like, it goes from one moment she's like hugging her goodbye at her house because like, they're bonding over like their South Asian roots and whatever. And the next she's like seeing her with her crush and she's like, Nope, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> I I felt like that. I could relate to that. And I would not want to be her enemy. No, because like this is, I mean, it was a bigger thing in season one, but that like, which I I've always thought is kind of weird. It's like Davy has these like intense anger issues. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't remember, I guess we'll see in the rest of the season, but I remember it being like a big part of season one. Yeah, yeah, it was for uh, sure. And it's like, it's toned down a little bit this season, but like she easily gets annoyed, I guess you could say. 
but we've seen her sort of been more calm this season so yeah. far overall for sure yeah i would say so so that was a great episode i think anisa was like a great character to introduce and mm-hmm. we've talked about how all the teens are like really good actors and she um definitely is yeah she she absolutely is and um yeah and it was kind of like when she came on again like i'd watched the whole season and now that i'm rewatching it i was like oh i forgot about this whole piece of the season which ends up being like she's like a big character throughout the rest yeah. of the season so um yeah it's funny like i just watched the whole series like not that many months ago and but watching it now like it it doesn't feel like it feels like more time has passed than actually has. Yeah. And I like that it, I mean, the show usually doesn't do stuff like this, but I like that it ends on like a semi, semi cliffhanger. Cause you really want to know what's next. Yes, totally. It's such a bingeable show. Yes. <laughs> and did I, um, did you ever already go over the places that everyone can listen to your podcast? Um, I don't think I talked about that. Um, so if you want to listen to my podcast, Family Karma Cast, um, with a K, just search for that wherever you find your podcast. It should come up. And you can follow us on social media. Uh, we do Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at Family Karma Cast with a K. And yeah, join us and there. It's super fun. If someone hasn't seen Family Karma, the show, where can they see it? Yes. So that's a great question. Um, so... If you're in the U.S., um, you can you can download uh, the Bravo TV app, actually, and I believe all of the episodes are on there for free. Um, if you have, like, Hulu or something like that, you should be able to get all of it through that as well, um, like the paid scrip- subscription. I don't think the, the free one has it. But I also, just like in the past few days, found out that the show is now streaming in India. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, which is like, duh. You know, <laughs> like this is about Indians. Um, on Discovery Plus India. So if there are any Indian listeners to this podcast and you're interested in that show, um, please go and watch it there um i actually would love to get the perspective from an indian living in india on yeah, that, that show would be awesome. so that is our episode and um we'll be doing more episodes of never have i ever um finishing up season two so i hope everyone keeps listening um thanks indra for um recapping with me Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye, everyone.